Hello and welcome to another episode of Dungeon Eared, where Josh gets rid of my fun intros in the beginning because he can't roll with the flow. I'm Aaron. And I guess I'm the party pooper Josh. Uh, yeah, you are. Hey, you rolled with it this time. <laughs> Normally you're like, no, we're deleting it. We're gone. We're done. Just, uh, <laughs> that's all I'm going to get? That's all yeah, I get? Yeah, that's all you're getting. Well, okay, let's do this then. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Okay, Josh, you told me you told you told me that you had something you were gonna say before the po- during the podcast. Oh, you said it was funny. So I was, and now I, I have to know. I don't know if I, I would say it's funny. It just it's it's a we it's a funny thing that happened. So I went to go check my notes to to pull up my notes because I write my notes on my laptop and then I go to this super old PC for actually streaming and recording. And so I was moving over to the PC, and I pulled up my OneNote with all the notes that I t- took for my side of this episode. And the title is 1,000% not what we're talking about this week. Because I never <laughs> changed the title when I... I went through multiple iterations of what we are going to talk about this week. I feel like you do that a lot. I occasionally I'll be like, ah, I don't feel I'm not feeling it. And then I just change. I mean, that, you know, sometimes you just got to you just got to change things up. True. What What's your what's the what was what was the old title? Are you allowed to share? Yeah, I'll do it. Share with it might class, be another Josh. might be another episode, though. Ill matter in creating world specific deities. Ill matter. That's the the God's name. Man, that sounds like a. Like an up and coming rap artist. Yo, I'm ill matter. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Tell me, Aaron. tell me that wouldn't be tell me that wouldn't be a good uh that wouldn't be that a wouldn't good be rap a good, artist name. That wouldn't be a good rapper's name. What are you talking about? Why not? You told me to tell you it wouldn't be a good rapper's name, so I did. Oh <laughs> gosh dang it. I'm I just doing I what I was know. told. I should have known. <laughs> Curse oh. you, Josh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, well that was the longest intro of all time. Yeah, that was a bad intro. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um as you know, but not the audience, I have been on vacation for this weekend. I went on a tiny little vacation to a very, very small town uh to visit my parents. And uh I uh went back to my roots, which I'll spare everyone the beautiful noise of my roots. But uh, my roots are very country. (laughs) And so last weekend, um, I went over. And uh, as I was there, uh, my parents were like, hey, there's a rodeo happening on Saturday. And I was like, oh. It's like, yeah, we're going to a rodeo. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So we randomly went out to a rodeo. Luckily, it was all outdoors. So there was no huge issues, spacing and everything like that. So it wasn't a big, big deal. But that's good. Went to a rodeo last weekend. Yeah, yeah. I was a little bit worried because I was like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if this is a good idea because there was a lot of people. (laughs) But it was all outdoors. Everything was all air free and open. So it wasn't too big of an issue. But um, during the rodeo, I thought to myself, self, which I always have to, when I think to myself, I always have to do, say, self beforehand. But, um, I mean, you have to let yourself know who you're talking to. Right, exactly, because otherwise myself gets, (laughs) otherwise I get confused. Exactly. (laughs) But I was thinking to myself, self, 
instead of an item this week, we should do something a little bit different. Um, and we've done something similar to this in terms of the topic. But since I talked about a rodeo, I was thinking, how would you run a rodeo in D&D? Now, first and foremost, Josh, have you ever been to a rodeo? No, I have I not. You've what? You've never been to a rodeo? No, most I, I would assume most people haven't. Is it like just a hick thing? I think so. <laughs> is I think it, it is. just a country don't, thing? No, don't get me wrong. I'd love to go to a rodeo. Um there, just to kind of okay, experience I, it. I don't know if I would if I would exactly have fun, but I would like to experience so, it. So Yeah, I'm torn on rodeos because rodeos are they're fun to like watch people get kicked off of bulls, to watch kids like ride on sheep until they fall off, like I don't know, all sorts of different stuff. Like they did an event yesterday where they brought all the eight year olds out into the arena and they let out chickens and if you if if you, your eight-year-old caught a chicken, they were allowed to keep the chicken, which cool. is hilarious to watch, but also, like, kind of sad because, like, all these poor chickens are, like, running from hordes of eight-year-olds, like, yeah. just running for their lives. So it's kind of like, ugh, you know? But, like, that's kind of my dichotomy with rodeos is that, like, sometimes they're pretty mean to animals to, like, get them angry and stuff so they can, like, you know, buck people off. Yeah, so the biggest like, the biggest uh, thing that I've I've always I don't I don't uh, <laughs> I didn't think it was rodeo. I don't know what it is exactly. Um whatever the one with that that has a matador in it as well. It's oh, pretty yeah, much a rodeo. Yeah. Uh, rodeos do rodeos kinda have those as well, but yeah. Well no, but so so one of the things that um they do at the end of those is they all take turns like pretty much throwing spears into the bull. Yeah. And it's horrifying and t- and terrible and just horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I, and I was. I, uh, I mean, last night I saw a whole bunch of like. I mean, they were like beating bulls with sticks to like move them through uh, like channels and stuff to get them mm. into like place for the riders to get on. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, it's a little it's rough. So rough. Yeah, but you know they're still entertaining. Uh, they're they're fun to watch people get thrown off bulls, which is also completely. You have to be insane to do that. I mean, that's so dangerous. <laughs> Those things are huge. Yep. Those bulls are humongous. And when they knock you, when they like kick you off and they're coming at you afterwards, like it's crazy. But anyways, so I thought we should do something related to rodeo. How would you run a rodeo in D&D? And I immediately thought of a really interesting idea, but I want you to go to first. Well, of course, this rodeo, instead of having cows, this D&D one would have Tarasks. You get on the back of the Tarask and you they try to <laughs> buck you off. <laughs> Well, my thought right when you're saying that was mammoths. Mammoths <laughs> I would mammoth be interesting. Rodeo. I would probably <laughs> I mean, do it. Be I, would, funny. I think I would probably, if I was actually going to do this seriously, is I would have it be wyvern. Ooh, like a flying one? Yeah, so that wyverns, I would have like, like they would have some sort of netting or magical defenses on the roof, on the ceiling to kind of prevent them from leaving. Yeah, and however long you can hold on to the... <laughs> yeah, because the wyvern are not intelligent like dragons are. Wyvern are animalistic, and they're they really like animals. Right, <laughs> right, comparison. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like dragons that are super intelligent. Do you... Um, so in a rodeo, like, okay, so in a rodeo, what happens is in, like, bull riding, for example, you have to last eight seconds on a bull, and then after you last eight seconds, they score your run over those eight seconds. Um, don't ask me how it's scored. I still don't know. I haven't figured it out, but <laughs> it's mm. like how, how rough the bull is, how, you know, like brutal the ride was, how well you were able to hold on despite it, stuff like that, how high the bull jumps, stuff like that. But, um, and they give you like points. How would you score 
like a wyvern uh or would you score it different how would you like do that with a wyvern rodeo <laughs> a wyvern well, rodeo well so what i would actually do is i would look at i would look at and and research how do actual rodeos do this because that's one of yeah. the things i actually like about dming is that it gives me a reason to research these topics i normally wouldn't yeah 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 totally and so i would love to look into like how to rodeo score and why like and so i would literally look at that and then i would just convert it into uh, a wyvern and how that how they operate and so i would be there would be things for like aerial spins and different like aerial moves they do and you'd get more points for hanging on during those so how would you okay like would you so in a rodeo what ha, so how rodeos work in terms of choosing which bull you get you like draw one so it's like a lottery you draw the bull that you you get mm-hmm. and some bulls are like way meaner than others so some bulls are like have really difficult like they're known to be really really difficult so how would you do that would you like have players roll like a d100 or whatever to determine what wyvern they ride well so i would i would limit i would have it be um there would be like one wyvern of every draconic color so i would have them roll whatever the d for that is whether it's like a d8 or whatever i don't know which how many chromatic colors there are uh for dragons and so i would limit i would have it be just that and then if they rolled the same number as somebody else i don't know do they ever do the same bowl or is it just well it depends so it depends on how big and how long the rodeo goes Mm -hmm. so uh the rodeo i went to last night was really small so they only did one ride but oftentimes they have multiple rides sometimes they're the same bowl sometimes they're different bowls so just depends on the rodeo well then i think that's what i would do is i would i would depending on how big i wanted the rodeo to be i would either let them repeat the same number or if they roll the same number they got to re-roll yeah i think i'd have them yeah i'd probably do like a I don't know. Well, so it's funny, too, because in rodeos, bulls have, like, names. So they have, like, ridiculous, like, you know, like, one of the names. Oh, man. One of the names was called Squirrely Dan or Squirrely Dave. Squirrely Dan or Squirrely Dave. I can't remember oh, which one, but. I I hope it is Squirrely Dan and it is a reference to Steely Dan because that is hilarious <laughs> to me. It might be. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, it was Squirrely Dan. I, th- I think it was Dan. That was the first one I said. I think it was Squirrely Dan, but. Anyways, he was supposed to be, like, a really bad, like, mean bull. Like, really supposed to, like, be squirrely and hard to stay on. And he just didn't do anything. <laughs> he came out of the gate and just, like, like he hey. just kind of ran out there. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because, so the bulls they had last night were apparently really brutal. And uh, hardly any of the guys. So it's a small town, too. So keep that in mind. It's a small town, small fair. But um, hardly any of the guys made it to full eight seconds. And the guy who rode Squirrely Dan won because he was he was one of two guys to ride for eight seconds. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, but it was a good time. But my idea was very similar to yours. Like do some sort of exotic animal, like some sort I mean, some sort of like weird beast or monster. Like direwolves, mammoths, wyverns is really good. I like that a lot. Uh griffins, things like that. Like I maybe even make it like it. a half circus. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. I would make it a, like also have a circus vibe to it. So I would also have a Nothic that would be like a fortune teller and like I would add to it in other ways. Right. And I think that would be super fun because I like the rodeo is almost always paired with the fair. So there's almost always not always, but um, a lot of times they're separate events. But like a lot of rodeos I've been to have been part of fairs as well, like um, big state fairs and 
county fairs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it'd be kind of fun to do like a county fair slash rodeo that, <laughs> that your players could be involved in. Yeah. All right. Well, that was it for my uh, lukewarm open. So this week was good for me. Hard with work and all and learning a new job is is. Yeah. Yeah. How's that going, by the way? It's like drinking from a fire hydrant. It's kind of overwhelming and because uh, I'm just learning so much and every day I come home with a headache. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty classic for a new job syndrome. Yeah. So when I began to research for this week's topic, I kind of felt lost, unsure of even what a great topic would be for this new world in season three. We haven't built very much yet into it. And so I, I began search and I was like, Maybe it's like at gods. Maybe we make gods this week. And I kind of looked around and went around some rabbit holes and stuff and eventually was like, no, 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 nope, I'm not feeling gods. Like, I like the one that I researched, but let's hold off. Maybe later. Oh, okay. No gods for us this week. But what I found based on the god that I found and like where he was worshipped and stuff and where he kind of became important. There was this city, this is kind of, um, it's, it was a nation, an empire, actually, that was kind of important to their story. And I was like, you know what, let me research that, that nation and empire and see what it's all about. And I was like, okay, as soon as I began researching it, I'm like, this literally fits something we already created and is kind of an interesting look at how they dealt with it. And so I think it'll be fun to see how we deal with it now. Okay, yeah, no, I'm down, I'm down, I'm down. So, this episode, we're going to talk about Jomdoth, an empire created that suddenly had lots of cases of psionics just suddenly appearing in their nation. Similar to that idea of how we would have that city that all of a sudden began to have massive amounts of sorcerers. Yeah, yeah, But these people had psionics and psychics. Now, this empire, this nation, started in a classic way. It was a tribe of people, in this case, humans, that established a small realm in a fertile land that they found. They were led by a warrior king called Jom. Really quick aside here. One of the major names in D&D podcasting is the McElroys, and I'm sure we've talked about them on the show before. They have the podcast called The Adventure Zone, And specifically, the brothers Justin and Griffin had a series on a YouTube channel called Polygon, and they called this this video series they had Monster Factory. And they would create these characters in character creators and video games, and they would make these monsters while making all these jokes, and it's hilarious and great fun. Highly, highly recommended. It's so funny. It is. They did one in the game Spore, and one of the creatures they created... They called Ja'am. And I know it's not how this name is supposed to be pronounced, but I have seen that video too many times, and it will be the only way I'm pronouncing Ja'am from (laughs) now on. So just a heads up on why I'm pronouncing it completely wrong. (laughs) So Ja'am led this tiny kingdom, and he began to conquer the surrounding villages. Not vindictively or as an imperialist expansion, He did it purely on the basis of, and with the goal of, securing the kingdom from attacks. Now, sadly, during this expansion, Ja'am fell before he could complete his mission. 
Luckily, Jom had ancestors willing and able to complete this task after his death. They called this new nation Jaam Doth, and they named their capital Narcolith. In less than like 30-ish years, Narcolith citizens began to experience strange things. They began to manifest a new kind of magic. This was magic of the mind, as they developed what we would call psionics. But they didn't have that name to go off of. So to them, they called themselves practitioners of the invisible arts. I like that. That's interesting. It is. Seeing these people developing powers like this, we as people have a natural reaction to want to know why. And if we can't find a reason why, we kind of make the next logical thing that we can assume, quotation marks, and just say that must be it. So in this case, they ended up believing that these people were chosen from God. And specifically, the god called Oppenser. This belief led to those with psionics to rise to a higher societal level with the development of a caste system. This cemented Oppenser as the state religion. Jaamdoth had become an oligarchy through this. <laughs> Jaamdoth. <laughs> Gosh dang it. <laughs> It wasn't until Jaamdoth's second century that a major transformation would take place. In this major transformation, the oligarchy was kicked out in favor of a psiocracy, a ruling body of power, powerful scions, and psychic warriors. These rulers would call themselves blade lords. Under this new government, Jaamdoth grows and becomes a confederation of 12 city-states. And through that time, the nation becomes known for its swordsmanship, and as well as its psionic powers. And it gains the title, The Twelve Cities of Swords. Now, after this time is where things kind of go bad, as a coup d'etat overthrows the psiocracy, replacing it with a powerful emperor. Jaamdoth has now become an empire, and this imperial society begins to aggressively expand. It expands both west and south. During this expansion, they began to grow their navy as well, creating a large naval force. And despite a distinct lack of naval experience, the Jomdoth military quickly took to it and became formidable opponents on the water. It wasn't long before they took their naval strength and began to attack nearby naval forces and they sunk huge chunks of enemy fleets nearby. With their expansion into the Navy and just west and south, they began to have a need for resources. And the resource they needed the most was wood. Who doesn't need wood, you know? I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> now, their need for more and more wood led to great deforestation of the nearby woodlands. The woodlands were not without life or without people living in them. The people that lived in them were the elves of Nikurameth, and they bravely and desperately fought back against Jomdoth to defend their forest home. Sadly, the Jomdoth military was incredibly powerful and mercilessly slaughtered them 
in their desire for more and more and more wood. These elves turned to elven high magic, a secret kind of ultra-powerful magic, and they were desperate, and they saw their own annihilation on the horizon, and so they cast a powerful spell that called forth an enormous tidal wave. Oh, gosh. That that crashed on the shore, instantly destroying all of the 12 cities of swords. I feel like that was a little bit of a mistake. Yeah. This tidal wave destroyed the coastline, and only a handful of towers and keeps that were just happened to be on higher ground escaped the destruction. But because of how destructive the tidal wave was, a lot of these towers and keeps eventually did end up sliding into the water because the erosion was just too devastating to the land. This is... Wait, what it, What was this in again? The, like... Is this in, like, what universe, I guess? Oh, this is the Forgotten Realms. Okay, cool. That's what I thought. I just yeah, so this is remember. traditional D&D Forgotten Realms. The only parts of Jomdoth that are still remaining to, like, approximately this day are a f- very, very few graveyards and outposts built far away from the 12 cities of swords. The basin floor where Jomdoth was is littered with runes and of, of the cities. And psionic power slowly is leaking from just innumerable psionic enchanted magical items and people. And it has, over time, slowly corrupted the area. And the, the local flora and fauna all have become these new psionic monsters because of this. Now, these, these sunken cities are still spots of incredible power and has, have actually drawn in sea hags and creatures that long for power. And they still have residents in them. Quick side thing. What's your favorite yes. hag? Ooh. I do like a good sea hag, though. I think, sea, I think... Hags, I think sea hags are my favorite also. <laughs> okay. They're so creepy. <laughs> they are. They are. And that is all I have this week on Jomdoth as these this psionically gifted nation that through a few governmental issues with coup d'etats and and overthrows eventually became imperialistic and began to try to expand and people didn't had enough of it and they got washed away in the waves of time that's uh, oh nice how poetic how poetic <laughs> thank you thank you yeah yep are you taking a bow yeah i'll be here all week okay <laughs> try the veal <laughs> good all right it's our turn now it's our turn now be sure to tip your weight staff (laughs) yeah true actually (laughs) (laughs) anyways it's our turn now what uh so do we want to make this sorcerer group is that what we were thinking the is that how we what we wanted to do is that what you were uh aiming for yeah yeah so what what our story that we had so far developed um for those who haven't listened to the previous episodes there's a magic box it has magic things that it can do. When you put something in it, it gives you a magic gift, and it could be anything from something terrible to something incredible. One of the people who had it just wanted to get rid of it because they knew the true power of the lust for power that it kind of people wanted after it. 
So what they did was they hid it underground. The place where they hid it underground became incredibly magic rich as there was like an insane number of people in that area that all of a sudden were becoming sorcerers. So that I kind of want to expand on that. So what is this sorcerer time? How does it still affect the world? Is it currently happening? Like, are they still having this effect, even though the, the box is long gone? Like, just kind of all that kind of questions. Yeah, didn't we have, if it, like, lasted 100 years or whatever, it remained permanent? Well, that's if, that's the gift. So whatever you get out right. of the box, if it remains for 100 years. So this was more the effect of having the box nearby. Got it, got it. So if we wanted to have it be, it goes by the same rules... By being there for a hundred years, it permanently affects the land with magic. That is cool too. Okay, yeah. Because that would be another reason why nations would fight over this box, because just having it in your land gives you greater power. Yeah, I think I like the idea of it does like something to like there's some sort of is it okay, is it ran like I want it to have an effect outside of it. I like think that's a fun idea. Like it's it's a very presence, it does things. Are they, is it random? Do we want it to be kind of random? Uh, do you want it to be? Because I kind of liked it was just magic leaking out. But if we want it to be like wild magic, that's totally cool too. Because I mean, the essence of the box is pretty random. You know? Yes, it it's is. Pretty, pretty random. But I like either or. I like it like leaking ma- magic and making the, the land more magical. But I also like it having like random wild magic effects in the area. Like there's mm. also a part of me that wants it to like... I mean, it's not sentient, but, like, it wants to be discovered. So it does these little things that, like, the box, like, produces effects that mm. are abnormal so that it can be found. Interesting. Because I think, I don't know, like, I like I like the idea of it. I mean, I don't want it to be sentient. Like, I don't want it to talk to you when you pick it up. Mm. But, like... Yeah, it still has it still has a will of its own, but it's not sentient. Yeah, like it it will produce things that it, it like it enjoys being used. I guess is what like it enjoys the the trade that it makes and does. So mm-hmm. it wants to be discovered because what's the point of being a cool item that does cool trades if it's never used or discovered because it's hidden away somewhere? So it does like weird things to the land to mm-hmm. be found. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so one of these random ones, like we said, is it started creating magic. Do we want it to like is it does it like change the soil of the area? Does it Well, first where 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 does it do this? Like are we talking about like in the mountains? Are we talking about in a valley? Are we like is it a valley of magic? Like I originally thought it was just kind of like a just a basic grassland somewhere that uh, town has been built on but then you said mountain and i kind of like that honestly i'm pretty but open the, to anything really i think i like want it to be small where there shouldn't yeah i definitely don't think it's like crazy big i think it becomes big because of what it what is happening there but that's not for a long time as they're like it takes people being like hearing the reports going and seeing it and then being like i don't believe it and then having enough time to test well, it that it's know that it's true then they start building and doing stuff with the land i mean i do love the idea of a small town that 
becomes the magical center of the world in a f- you know in yeah that's a what i was seeing it as is that because i think we I, we talked about i don't know if it has to be <clears throat> well, i don't think it has to be but that that they built like a super powerful magic university on top of it on that uh area because of what happened there yeah no i i still think i i like that i like where that is so i think what i want is like a tiny town in like a grasslands or whatever like sheep herders or something like something that's just totally mundane and a place that like people, water farmers yeah <laughs> moisture yeah. farmers yeah moisture farmers yeah <laughs> yeah yeah like a group of moisture farmers that you know <laughs> but i just want it to be like yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. no but i um that was the loudest plane of all time. Did you hear that? I did not. Wow. That was the, I'm surprised. But um, I want it to be something like mundane where like somebody walks by and like they just like, eh, here's the town of blah, blah, blah. You know, like who cares about this? Keep going. Yeah. So sheep herders or farmers, like something, something pretty mundane. And I like it. Do you think it's, do you think it's, it's um, heavily involved with the nation it's in? Like, do you think it's like, oh, this is one of our, like, major farming locations? It's still just farming, so it's not like, like, people aren't like, oh, I love this place, it's so great. But it's like, it's still important to the nation that it's a part of? Hmm, I don't know. I, I mean, I'd picture, like, if we're going around, like, the farming route, I'd picture that, like, every farmland thing is important to a nation, but it's just not really known for anything it's just they produce their goods they sell them at market or whatever and that's what they do like uh, yeah. you know i don't i mean unless do you, are you thinking of something different are you thinking like it is important no i mean i was okay with either i was just kind of i didn't ha- i i kind of like the idea that that it like there are still they're like important government officials that will go that go to the city on a regular basis for some reason. And that they are like the first people to be like, hey, something weird's going on over here. We should probably look into this. Like, and so that's how it gets known. Okay. Oh, did you have like a, a thing in mind about what it's why like people go there? Well, maybe it maybe it mines hot springs. Very rare. <laughs> it's, a, it's a popular vacation getaway for royalty. I was, I was thinking it was more <laughs> so like, funny, um, like, uh, gosh, I just said it. Uh, it mines something unique. Like maybe it's like mithril. Like so, it's not like oh, it come doesn't on. make that's it, so standard what? though. When you could go hot springs, they've got diving boards, they've got cliff jumping. I mean, you could name it. They've got it. They are the first ones to invent the water slide. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if that's where you want to go with it, that's fine. I'll go there, but. I do like hot hot springs though. Not obviously not water park, but I do like like the idea of uh like a like a soothing a like maybe the magical effect affected these hot springs first so they like regenerate, they partially like rejuvenate you when you relax in them. Hmm. Interesting. And it's like it turned those magical first and so it kind of gained a little bit of popularity within the nobility of like we can go there and you know, for winter, like winter months, maybe here winter is like really cold, like whatever nation this is, winter is really cold. So they have like their own like uh, 
nobility come to this town to like rejuvenate in the springs. Hmm. I mean, that's definitely interesting. The idea of, of having it be. I also, and this is wonky though, and this might not be, this might be for some, some other time. I also love it of like the idea of hidden, like a hidden hot springs. And that's how everybody became sorcerers there is like, they all would go to these hot springs all the time. And like, like almost like Spider-Man like mutated them into sorcerers because it turned the pool magical. Hmm. Maybe like one of the officials becomes a sorcerer or whatever as well. Or like a, one of the Kings like steps down from being a King because he turned sorcerer and he heads the Academy or whatever. Okay. See, I, okay. I like where this is going. This is interesting how it's like, um, (laughs) you just gotta get, I gotta get rid of the, you know, diving boards and giant hot springs, you know? Well, no, no. I'd like the idea of it being, of it not being like a major thing. Like it's not a place where all the nobles go. It's a place where only this town's folk go. And so maybe like the tax collector or whatever, he is also in on this. Like whoever comes and gets yeah, the taxes cuts from the taxes town by ten percent or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and he gets to use it for free every year. Yeah, yeah. And so he uses it as a vacation spot, and he is that one that you just talked about that says that he's that government official that when he became a sorcerer he steps down. And yeah, maybe Which this nation is... doesn't like or or doesn't like. Maybe they don't even like magic. I do like that maybe, idea. Maybe they're maybe they're like a holy nation, and they see magic as as as. Um, people trying to become like God and they they just see it as, as unholy blasphemy. And so that's I why like this that. official steps down is because he's like, I'm unholy now. Well, if we're going this route, what I'm thinking is this nation is like run by five high priests or whatever, like one priest mm-hmm. for each church that is within the nation, like one priest, one high priest per church in the nation. And those five join together to, dictate the will of the gods over their nation mm-hmm. and one of the high priests goes there i want it to be somebody significant because i think it'd be interesting for somebody significant to like become magical <laughs> yeah and like leave and start uh and i think it'd be really fun too to have like a weird like little war play out or something like maybe the other four. oh i definitely think i i think that's what's that's what it all like leads to the, is that yeah like attack yeah it kind of becomes where they're like we are we are all becoming these sorcerers and we're being shunned by our own nation because of it but we're not doing anything wrong it's just happening to us and so it becomes like this what do we do and that dude who you who is like was a high up like super high up as you said he's one of these high priests he's like we gotta make a stand and and like maybe even become our own nation if we have to. And I think that's where it leads eventually, but that was never, like, this dude's intention. Okay. Like, the high priest never wanted to break away because he w- he still believes in the in the God and the deity. He's just like, this just happens to us. We, we, didn't, we didn't do anything unholy to become, as you say, tainted. We... It just happened. Yeah, okay. So... I like this idea a lot and I want to build off of it Mm -hmm. because I, I I mean, I don't know about you, but I love adding weird secret stuff in my world all the time, you know? Yeah. And so my thought is these, like I want, I like the idea of these hot springs being like a cavern or like a cave. Like they have like a, a cave system 
Mm-hmm. Do we, okay, do we, I think this is still important. It, it, do we see it, like, in a mountain or in, like, a little grasslands? Do we see it, like, underneath the town, like, these springs, and you have to, like, descend underneath into the ground, like, some sort of, like, Minecraft cave in the ground? <laughs> or do we see it, like, into a mountain? I kind of like the idea of it of it being just, like, this basic grassland, and it's just, like, maybe it's even in, like, hidden in a mountain nearby, and they've kind of, like, made it into, as you said, like, a resort. Well, oh no! Like they I have, have like a, a front desk and everything. What if? What if? What if it was like? It's. I mean, this is very. Again, this is cliche, and we've done this a few times. But what if it's like a a rite of passage ritual thing where you swim, you get to go into the hot spring. Once, once it becomes like a thing, like once they realize what it actually does, like once you. Oh, so later on, it becomes a. Yeah, like I was thinking, like the the academy later on. Like, is built over top of whatever this, like, the remains of the city, like, the last stand or whatever of this little town. And, because I see it as being, like, destroyed by the Holy Empire or whatever. <laughs> like, like, mm-hmm. like, um, but uh, an academy was built, is now built there in its remembrance and its remains. And, like, part of the final, like, sorcerers come there from all over. And part of the final thing is to, like, descend into the pools or whatever. And, mm-hmm receive your you know sorcerer magic or whatever so i think that'd be really really fun you could even do like in its own uh like sorcerer of the hidden pools or whatever you could even do its own subclass <laughs> or like uh interesting can, well okay so one of the things stuff. i wanted to talk about is is how the kind of confrontation goes with the nation well okay i see it my idea for this yeah is they go to, like, the confrontation begins and happens. And this one, as you said, high priest becomes, uh, gains this power. And that kind of, I think it was like a, um, it was like a limited area kind of fight before that. And then this kind of elevates it to this high level. Because even this high priest got infected. And so this is like a nation, becomes a nationwide emergency, quotation marks. And so what I'm thinking is that an interesting way for them to resolve this is that unlike what you were saying, how there was like five high priests, I think there's the five high priests, but I think there's also like a high cardinal, like somebody who's above them, a holy, a pope like person. And I think what they do is they have to get this water, like get them to drink this sorcerer water pretty much. And by infecting the High Cardinal, he can no longer see those as see those as sorcerers as evil, dirty people because he realizes he didn't do anything wrong and became this. Okay, I like this. I want to flip it a little bit. What if it was okay. like so? There's five high priests, one mm-hmm. cardinal. Okay, the high priest, one of the high priests ends up doing his thing in at this village and becoming an, a sorcerer and the cardinal like the head the head of the entire nation obviously thinks like sorcery is abhorrent and wrong and orders some sort of like investigation or some sort of like holy divine research or something into how this could be happening mm-hmm. and my thoughts are is he like one of the high priests becomes 
head of this like research, like maybe like a god of research or whatever, and the head, the head priest of that church takes up that mantle and figures out that these pools are granting people magical energy. But instead of reporting it to the cardinal, she tricks the head car- cardinal or he tricks the her- head cardinal into drinking the water because they themselves want to be high cardinal, like the head cardinal. So they want to ah. be able to like take over his position by saying, well, yeah. look, now he is, he is, a he's one of, one of these well. dirty cursed people. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. And so then he is forced to become, and I think you're right. I think at this point that high cardinal does become becomes the head the, of like exactly the head of the academy because he was kicked out because he was yeah and he oh, that's and, and, and I see it and I see it as like a partial redemption thing where he sees the error of his own ways like well oh, there's nothing wrong with us like you know um, and so he forms this like secluded academy for all these sorcerers and she leads like an army of holy crusaders in this brutal bloodbath of magical death like i picture it like these sorcerers have become strong after for so long in these pools like they grant you tremendous power and there's like a terrible bloodbath of like thousands of men just wash upon the rocks of these like this like castle this like sorcerer castle and they're just like bombarding them with like you know magical death and it becomes a horrible atrocity uh, that's regarded throughout maybe even the continent that it's on as like a a mistake they eventually like i i picture them eventually overcoming the the sorcerers but like it's a tremendous like moral atrocity <laughs> because of the the complete disaster that it was sorry okay yeah okay so okay well was this disaster the sorcerers fighting back no, so it, it when it happened, it was known as a disaster because the nation, the Holy Empire or whatever, lost so many soldiers because they they sent so many men to their death to fight against all these sorcerers because the sorcerers were defending mm-hmm. themselves. Later in history, it becomes known as a moral disaster because of essentially a witch hunt, pretty much. Like, they formed an entire crusade against... Uh, a town of or you know even a city of sorcerers or whatever and it becomes known as like a moral atrocity and thousands of lives were lost for no reason because sorcery isn't a moral <laughs> like a moral yeah. uh problem so it kind of becomes like known as a as a moral failure within humanoid kind or whatever mm-hmm. but i'm thinking so I want to dive in a little bit further. Do you do you want like do you think that's cool? Do you want to change anything? Do you like that? Yeah, I like think that's cool, and I think we I think we fleshed it out enough. I think that's the way that the the high cardinal was kicked out by a lower ranked high priest infecting him and then taking yeah. over is beautiful. Yeah. I love. And that. I see her. I see her like your only way to not get infected by this sorcery is to like drink the water or whatever like so we're gonna send you away on like a secret like maybe one of her like spies or whatever takes him in like a secret mission or whatever to go and drink this sorcerer water <laughs> like you know yeah I, I i figure i think i think it's something far less um cool I oh think yeah it was I don't... simply i was thinking it was simply 
he got some of this water, tested it, figured out this is what it is, and then just brought the test tube over and was like, here you go. Now, Try here's this. another this'll, idea, this'll too. This will cure you or prevent you. Well, right, right. But here's another idea, too. What if this high priest or priestess also drank it and is a sorcerer, too, but is, like, trying to... Keep it a secret? Yeah. Ooh, they, they're div- divine soul. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, and so they hide it with that. Yeah, that's cool. Like, they're trying to... It's like one of those, like, you're guilty of the crime, so you're trying to fight against the crime as much as possible <laughs> mm. <laughs> to protect your innocence <laughs> yeah. type thing. So I, I like that, too. But um, I kind of want to dive into uh the after effects and the academy that forms into it because i think is really interesting so do we want the academy and this is you know i don't know how long it's going to take but do we want the academy to like do original members survive this crusade and some of the original people like or ancestors of the original people or do we want it to be like a, i think a it's very post few. yeah or i like, think it's it's very very few but i think i okay do you do you want these people to be successful in destroying this uh, the the current generation like do you want them to like destroy them because i well, kind of saw it as as them having to stand up for themselves and maybe even the high cardinal using some of his connections now that he is as this like leader of the group because he's the only one who has any sort of like political know-how and he like gets connections to the point where they're like okay if we go against if we like continue to attack them our like allies are going to attack us because they are friends of the high cardinal yeah i mean so um, one of the routes that i was planning to answer this question in a roundabout way one of the routes that i was planning is like the academy is built in the area and they don't know where the springs are anymore so Mm -hmm. like they're just lost to time uh i saw the springs losing power when the when the the um chest is moved which yeah we can go we can do that too but um but this was just one of the routes that i was thinking like if the springs still held their power like they were lost or whatever to time um and so maybe it'd be a fun like uh if one of the characters was a sorcerer and had a backstory of this, like their one of their main goals is to find the springs again. Yeah, like, that'd be cool. So that was another that was like one of the ideas. Cause it'd be make it would make being a player of this backstory have really fun open ended things you could just dis- discover and try and explore. So that was one of the areas. Oh, okay. I, I think I know lost, how this happened. I think I know how this happened and I will I Okay. So I think what happened and how they all lost memory of where this fountain is, is that the High Cardinal, through his political know-how, he said, hey, if any of us get kidnapped like or, or, or grabbed during a combat or anything, like they could interrogate us and figure out where it's at. So we have to come up with countermeasures so that you, in, in those situations, you won't even know where it was at. So they create this spell that will, like, stick in your mind and if you're captured it will release and make you forget and so what happens is in one of their like major combats some sort of dispel magic or or holy magic even triggers everybody's everybody's like safety measure to go off and they all forget 
Yeah, I like that a lot too. There, I, I there was an the another idea that I had along the, those lines as well is like maybe the head sorcerer found the box and used it to do something. But I do like the idea of creating a spell and uh, rem- having like all memory and things removed of the springs Mm -hmm. or we can just go with the everybody died and we don't know where it is (laughs) like you could do something like that as well i kind of want the high cardinals to survive okay i kind of i'm totally fine with that i kind of see this as as like hundreds and hundreds of years later let's combine two of these high cardinal is still alive let's combine two of these so the box has to leave from these springs okay it, we have it making an island currently. <laughs> so, yeah, what if the high cardinal? Leave. Yeah, what if the high cardinal uses the box to survive? He trades, maybe even trades the sorcerer powers, and he's now a head, the head of the academy, but has no sorcerer powers anymore. He like trades his sorcery powers to protect the springs and protect the location of them by creating mm-hmm. this spell that like erases the memory of all of these sorcerers. Yeah, yeah. He I, kind of I mean, gets access to this tenth level spell. Yeah, and he maybe, uses maybe it. Maybe even that's his thing. Is like his his grant is that he can cast high, one level higher magic than anyone else. Yeah, or or his one thing is he gets some sort of divine level spell, and it removes his ability to use sorcery anymore. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's I don't know, but I like him be still being able to use magic. So. I don't yeah, know. I, the biggest thing is I, I see him as like so old and so like near the end of his life that he is no longer the leader of this nation. I mean, of this uh, academy. He is now like like he's someone you can meet and see, but he is not the leader of the academy anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like the old uh, wise mentor now. <laughs> Maybe he's even like an elf who lives for a super long amount of time. Yeah. No, I I I like that a lot. So, but I I think yeah, I think we combine two of those where, where in order to save the sorcery bloodline or whatever in the sorcerer pools, he uses the box to save those, but in return, like he like he banishes the memory of it. And so, mm-hmm. uh the box ends up disappearing. He does he lose memory of it or does he have like a weird vague memory of it? I think he lost memory of it, too. I think he knows that he should know, but he doesn't remember. And maybe it was like a block that he put on his own mind, but whatever it was. Here's another idea. What if he tries to trick the box and creates a spell that fragments his memory, and so part of the sorcerer's backstory is to find all these fragments of memory to look for the uh, springs? Hmm. Could be fun. And what do you could see be... these fr- memory fragments as? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I think I want to stick with. I think I want to stick with the box like wipes memory of it. Yeah. And the academy no longer knows where this spring is, but mm-hmm. it's protected and now is an academy there, as like in living memory of it, even though nobody remembers what it what it was. Do they remember? Do, oh, okay. oh, okay. Hold on. Idea for what happened. Um, the head cardinal 
he wiped everybody's memory of it, and then he kind of became obsessed with it. And he's like, I will find it again. I will find it again once everything had calmed down. I think he did find it again, but he found it and it was inert. It didn't work the way that it was no longer powerful as somebody had removed the box. And I think that kind of broke him inside is that he was so obsessed with this thing. And when he found it, it was broken pretty much. And so that is why his memories are fragmented is because his own mind split them up because he did not want to think about it anymore. Okay, I like this. I like this. But there's a part of me that still wants the, especially if you had a player in this backstory, still wants the springs to work so that like a player could like descend into them and receive cool abilities and powers that you could make for them. So there's a part of me that still wants them to work. Maybe, I mean, maybe there's only like, I mean, I could see maybe like there's two groups of springs and he found the wrong spring. Maybe uh, this cave network has multiple different springs, like multiple different paths no nah, let's let's if we're gonna go with it still work let's just have it still work and yeah they just all forgot i do like the idea of him like searching for it for a long time i don't know if i want it to be yeah. madness though but i like the idea of him he searched for it for a long time and he could never find it and maybe he has like if the players talk to him or whatever maybe he has like a little bit of information still like mm-hmm. he there are things he still remembers but he doesn't know too much yeah just to give them hints into places where to look and things like that mm-hmm. and i think that would be i mean it'd be really fun especially if you had a player who is i love the idea of like a player's backstory is their player has always wanted to find these springs yeah so now the question is the academy then must know that the springs had existed in the in the past right oh 100 percent. i don't think that i don't think yeah. the knowledge that the springs existed ever but they just don't know where it is right do they they, the the knowledge of where it's at is gone here's the question now is is the the knowledge of the springs is it the springs once existed they're gone now like they once existed and they provided this incredible gift to the people that lived here and now our academy's there in memory as now those people have died and the springs are gone. Yeah. Is that what they think? Or is it? Yes. Yeah. I, that's what I was thinking also. Like they, the knowledge is these springs granted these awesome gifts to the people who, but they're in the dead now. And so is the springs are gone as well. But in reality, mm-hmm. the springs still exist. Yeah, definitely. Sweet. I like it. I like it a lot. I do like it two so what do you see so what is the current situation with the nation because the nation we said was this religious zealotry kind of place now they have this magic school in their nation how did that become okay hmm i mean there's a couple things my first thought was maybe uh after the lady the person who tricked the high cardinal they become high cardinal Mm -hmm. and then because they are a sorcerer themselves they in fear of becoming uh seen or like discovered they start trying to lax the uh thoughts on sorcery interesting and so they over a long amount of time slowly Mm -hmm. like tried to yeah make it okay Interesting. Yeah. 
So that was one of my thoughts. But that one's kind of not like that one's lame. I mean, not lame. Yeah, that's not it's not the great. It's not interesting. (laughs) It's not right. It's just kind of like it's a really good explanation, but it doesn't. Yeah, it it is. It's not incredibly interesting. Yes. Um, I still like it, though, but it's just not like the most interesting thing. But Mm -hmm. the other one is they realize it was a horrible moral atrocity and they grant them that land as their own like city state Mm. so they after a little bit of time realized it was such a moral atrocity that they dedicated an academy there and gave it its free like the land around this area uh freedom which i think would be really cool it's like its own tiny city state of magic magical advancement i like that i like that as a as how it happened yeah, so that that would be that's probably my that'd be my go to. Um, do you, do you have any other ideas? No, I like that one where it kind of it got to the point where higher powers were like, "Hey, you can't keep doing, you can't do that," and so they're like, it became known now in the history books like this was an atrocity, and so they can't deny that it's an atrocity because everybody else is like, "What you did was atrocious." Yeah. No. Exactly. And so they're like, okay, how do we like make ourselves look better on the global scale? And they decide to grant them freedom as a city state within their nation. Yep. Yeah. I think that is probably the the most interesting and plausible. Yeah. Does this nation still believe sorcery is wrong or they kind of changed their minds? Is there a few like uh now, if I had a player, I would definitely have like a sect of holy devout people that were like still trying to maybe hunt sorcerers or something. It, yeah, yeah. So I think there's like a sect that still does for certain. Maybe mm. one of the high priests or whatever does, or you know, like yeah. A whole, I, I, a whole I think group. I don't think so. Okay, I think one of the high priests is definitely a part of this group, but I don't think it is outright okay to be a part of this group. I think this group is is shunned as extremists. But they do still exist. Well, and then uh, some fun little plot backstory twist is that maybe the current high uh, counselor is getting older in age. And this guy who is part of this group is trying to become the high counselor also. Maybe he's like a super pleasant dude and like a really uh, like a very charismatic and pleasant person that the party when they party talk to and they try and get him in into the position as well. <laughs> you know, yeah, he tries to like work all angles and yep. then. When he gets there, he's going to be terrible. Yep, yeah, exactly. I like that. And he's going to, like, ban sorcery again or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like your bird's getting upset and uppity now. So I Yeah, think she it's just finished eating. <laughs> so I think it's time to end uh, before it gets too, too yeah, crazy. Yeah, you can't even um, do a rambling outro this time. No, I can't, but I think I will still. <laughs> Awkward outro. Here we go. Here we go. Um... Well, thank you everybody for listening to <laughs> no. episode 49 of Dungeoneered. Three away from doing this for a year. Yeah, but we need to make an episode called The Umwell. The Unwell? Um, well, like a well of ums, because you started this outro with um, well. Just terrible. Oh, terrible. <laughs> that was bad. That was, that was. 
that hurt, Aaron. That, that, you that just saying soul. that. That hurt my yeah. soul. It was, it was yeah, not. I definitely have a tainted soul at this point. It's, <laughs> it's like a drink from the umwell. I don't even know where I'm going with this. It just yeah, it's terrible. Okay, well, <laughs> if you listen yeah. to us on any podcasting app that has rating and reviews, please write us a review. Let us know what you think. It really helps the show by showing you're engaging in more ways than just listening. And don't um, sit from the unwell. Don't if you do wanna, it. <laughs> if you want to send us a message and kind of um, maybe even give us ideas for for interesting uh, lukewarm opens that you want and like different things like that, uh, write us at dungeoneered at hotmail.com. Uh, I think that's everything. Uh, thank you for listening. And always remember... Say, you're going to forget. You better not forget. To be the sharpest barrel in the bunch. See you next time. See ya.